No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Hardline, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rocking. Let's get rocking. All right. All right. All right. Can you guys hear me all right? Can you guys hear my voice right now? Mic check one, two, one, two. Anything. Can you hear me on the other side? Yeah. Whoever is going to listen to this on the replay is going to be like, what the hell kind of intro is that? All right. Let me just put it in context for anybody that's new, that's coming to the you know download for the first time. I experience issues upon issues upon issues since the inception of this podcast, February 2nd of last year. And I must have restarted my computer two, three different times now. I must have restarted this show three or four different times now. No audio, no nothing. This is crazy. But you know what? Welcome to His Hard Line. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Because they are the host. They are the ones in charge. They are the CEO. And you can't keep God down because this is his show. So, welcome to his hard line episode 423 we're going to be doing a reading out of isaiah chapter 57 and we are going to be talking a little bit about some of uh kirk's uh monday night law so we're doing a klc review and it's titled are you paying attention that's probably why they wanted this down because they don't want any more of this information going out so you know what i was going to wait to the very end but I'm going to play it now and at the end because I saw I saw Rita's message on Telegram. She's like, you must be so mad right now. <laughs> so I made my daughter completely upset 
with uh, a, a, a video on TikTok. And I found it just scrolling, and it's a little dog. It was like a little Pomeranian or Chihuahua or something that was just walking very fancy-like. And it's got this crazy song behind it, and it says, All the pretty girls walk like this, this. I'm sure some of you have seen a lot of videos that are like that with their pets walking goofy. So I'm going to play that song now because that, that delay absolutely sucked. I cannot believe... We're just now getting this stupid thing started, but you know, that's tech for you. But this, you know, we're going to play it because we need a little laughter. This got my daughter completely upset. All the pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. All the pretty girls walk like all the. Yeah, she didn't like that very much. And especially, she didn't like the fact that I was actually walking like a little prancy like little little girl it was funny she was like dad stop i hate this song like she was she was getting pretty upset <laughs> yeah i think my wife got it on video too i'll uh i'll have her send it to me and then i'll post it <laughs> it looks it looks pretty goofy actually i don't know if i want to post it. it's pretty 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 bad but anyways we got <laughs> we're already um we are already behind the eight ball because of all these technical glitches. So we're going to get right into the reading. Um, so again, we're reading out of Isaiah chapter 57, and there is about 21 verses. So it reads, the righteous person perishes and no one takes it to heart and devout peoples are taken away while no one understands. For the righteous person is taken away from evil. He enters into peace. They rest in their beds, each one who walked in his upright way. But come here, you sons of, sor of a sorceress offspring of an adulterer and a prostitute of whom do you make fun against whom do you open wide your mouth and stick out your tongue are you not children of rebellion offspring of deceit who inflame yourselves among the oaks under every luxuriant tree who slaughter the children in the ravines under the clefts of the rocks among the smooth stones of the ravine is your portion they are your lot even to them, you have poured out a drink offering. You have made a grain offering. Should I relent of these things on a high and lofty mountain, you have made your bed. You also went up there to offer sacrifice behind the door and the doorpost. You have set up your sign. Indeed, far removed from me, you have uncovered yourself and you have gone up and made your bed wide. And you have made an agreement for yourself with them. You have loved their bed. You have looked at their manhood. You have journeyed to the king with oil and increased your perfumes. You have sent your messengers a great distance and made them go down to Sheol. You were tied, excuse me, you were tired out by the length of your road. Yet you did not say it is hopeless. You found renewed strength. Therefore, you did not faint. Of whom were you worried and fearful when you lied and did not remember me nor give me a thought? Was I not silent even for a long time, so you do not fear me? I will declare your righteousness and your deeds, and they will not benefit you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols save you. But the wind will carry them all up, and a breath will take them away. But the one who takes refuge in me will inherit the land and possess my holy mountain. And it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the way, remove every obstacle from the way of my people. For this is what the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy, says, I dwell in a high and holy place. 
and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not contend forever, nor will I be always be angry, for the spirit would grow faint before me and the breath of those whom I have made. Because of the wrongful act of his unjust gain, I was angry and stuck and struck him. I hid my face and was angry, and he went on turning away in the way of his heart. I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and to his mourners, creating the praise of his lips, of the lips, peace, peace to him who is far away and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet and its waters toss up refuse and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. And that is the reading of Isaiah chapter 57. Whew, I tell you. We're almost about a half hour past the top of the hour, but uh, we finally got the the reading out of the way. My goodness! Let's see. I'm just looking at the uh, looking at the comments. Yeah, I know my wife liked my little dance. The pretty girls dance like this dance. She was just saying it's definitely a sight. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna. Rita says your poor wife, Katie. <laughs> Lol, he is a goof. Actually, my husband is also. Aren't all husbands? We're all crazy goofies. All right, so what did we just read here? Let's kind of break this down real quick, verse by verse. Since, like I said, I apologize for the expedited reading of this um, just because of time. So now verses one and two, continuing from chapter 56, which we did yesterday, God describes the attitudes of the wicked. And so the people are hiding. See, somebody, somebody's playing with me now. See that? (laughs) Oh my goodness, I can't take it. I can't take it. You know what? Somebody wants to play it. We're gonna play it. All right. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. All the pretty girls walk like all. Yeah, there you go. All right. Whoever wanted to play that, there you go. You got your kicks. Boom. All the pretty girls dance like this. Oh my God, Lord, baby Jesus, help me. <laughs> I can't, and it keeps wanting to play and pause and play and pause. All right, we're going to, we're going to just delete that for a minute. I can't, I can't handle it. See, so by the way, by the way, guys, so I just want to let you know, um, I think part of the biggest reason why I have so many issues, honestly, with this is because of the, I don't, I'm pretty certain. All right, we're going to find out come Monday or Tuesday next week, but I'm pretty certain it's the uh, music soft, the software that plays the, all the sound pieces and audio that um, gets jacked up. So I got a mixing board, dropped a pretty little penny, but thankfully most of that was Christmas and birthday money. And so a lot of that will have internal storage where I'll be able to put all these sounds and these uh, audio pieces and things like that. And I'll actually be able to play these audio pieces directly from my phone via Bluetooth to this thing. So I don't have to like convert these videos into audio MP3 and then upload them on Podbean's platform, which is clearly flawed. Whether if it's someone hacking and trying to mess with me or just a faulty freaking bad system. I'm thinking that having this piece of equipment is going to solve a lot of that. So fingers crossed and say your prayers that when, when this piece of equipment comes come Monday or Tuesday, that this will remedy a lot of these dumb issues. All right. So continuing on though. So Paul says that the born again believer is not appointed to wrath, but God will do what is necessary to spare his people from being oppressed by evil. Now the world does not understand God's action because it is death to the world and dying is losing. But to the believer, it is going home to live in a restful 
peace forever with the Lord. Amen. So as we look at verses three through seven, God pleads with the wicked and he tries to make them consider their choices so that they can recognize that they are, you know, in the wrong. And he asks questions because he wants the wicked to come to the realization of their state of, you know, of their state on their own terms. You know, God doesn't want to force people to repentance. He draws them. And so God knows that people's specific sins, even if one has not acknowledged him as God, he is still a sovereign and all knowing. And his goal is to make one aware of their own decisions and to enact the conscience to do its job to make one aware of their own sins. And so the Jews of Isaiah's day had fallen so far from God that they had not only offered sacrifices to other gods, little g gods, but they also sacrificed their children. And yes, that crap still happens today. I hate to break it to you, and it's a sad, oh, it's a sad fact to state. But yes, sacrificing of children still exists among other heinous crimes that happen against children. But passing through the fire is not just a symbolic wave. It is literally burning their own children at the altar of their little g-god, Moloch. And so anyone with common sense should be able to recognize that killing a child is wrong, clearly. But the wicked are so blinded that they cannot even see their own actions as wrong, and such is why God pleads with them to, and gives them space to repent. Now, as we look at verses 8 and 9, God likens idolatry to adultery. He is, one, he is one's own God, right? So he enters into a covenant relationship with one when someone accepts him as Lord in their own life. And God views that covenant like a marital vow, right? to dwell one from another in faithfulness and throughout all of each other's lives. Now, God always remains his end of the vow, right? He's always there. Now, people, however, stray away and they put other loves in, you know, they, they, they insert other loves into their lives, whether if that's the form of, you know, fancy cars or a new wardrobe or literally, you know, putting together an actual metal stone idol that they bow down and worship in their backyard. But instead of, you know, in, in, in other words, instead of having one husband or a wife, right, God and people tend to enlarge their bed to accommodate multiple husbands, which are idols, right? Other spouses. So here the reference is to false gods in verse eight. And so in modern times, the idols are more often things like social status, jobs, science, monetary gain, or pleasure, swinging, stuff like that. So when committing adultery against God, one beautifies their own self, right? But thinking oneself elevated enough to sleep with the highest earthly authority, one is actually debased into hell. And as Jesus would say, and I quote, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, end quote. And then you can find that in Matthew 23, 12. And so as we look at verses 10, 11, and 12, basically life without God is wearisome. It's, it's exhausting. You know, you have to be t dependent on your own self for rejuvenation, for peace and strength. And let me tell you what, you cannot rejuvenate your own self. You need God for that. And after so long, one may become so comfortable with one's circumstances that having built a life for them for themselves, that one may no longer feel the sorrow of being without God. Ultimately, most people end up, ten you know, really have a tendency of growing numb and emotionally, morally, and spiritually. And so committing a sin once may cause great fear, but the more one sins, the more of a habit and lifestyle it becomes, and then the less one fears 
the consequences of that said sin. And then sin becomes routine. And then the conscience becomes numb towards it. And that is when one switches from lying to being a liar, one is no longer grieved about lying. You see how that vicious cycle works? It's very dangerous. So, even if one has built a life around sin, it will not prosper. Now, God is righteous, and anything that is not righteous will not stand when God declares his own work, right? And so, whatever righteousness one thinks they have, if it is not true righteousness, it will not help one stand justified before God Almighty. And so the person who trusts himself and others will be sorely disappointed in times of judgment. See, we got to remember, only God can deliver the soul from death and grant everlasting life. But those who trust in him will inherit the land and the opportunity to work to remove that stumbling block that prevents the wicked from coming to God. Now, on stumbling blocks, you can see Ezekiel referenced in Ezekiel 3.20 and 14.3. And, of course, Romans 14.13. Now, those who live in heaven, though, are the ones who in this life demonstrate humility and repentance. Now, Merriam-Webster's definition of contrite, or defines contrite as feeling or showing sorrow and remorse for a sin or a shortcoming. And so the wicked of the previous verses are unable to be contrite because they are not grieved by their sins. Now, as we look at 16 through 19, these particular verses have two applications. The first application is a promise of restoration to the nation Israel. And despite the sins of idolatry and covetousness, covetousness, God will intervene and redeem his people. And he partially fulfilled this with the coming of Christ, but Israel will not be completely redeemed until... It is restored to obedience to God. And this will occur when the nation is converted and Jesus reigns in Jerusalem. Now, the second thing, the second application is that it is a promise to the repentant of forgiveness and peace. And even though God sees one's sins and is angry, he also sees the humbleness and brokenness of the souls and he has made. And God honors the person who acknowledges his shortcomings before him. And so to fail before God is to surrender to him and recognize that nothing one has done or could do can deliver one from the justified wrath of God against their own sins. So when one puts themselves at the mercy of God, he will honor their repentance with forgiveness, right? Spiritual healing and the promise of eternal peace in their own soul. So as we look at the last two verses, 20 and 21... Whereas the repentant are promised peace and the wicked are promised the lack of peace. God enables one to remain calm and peaceful even in the most challenging situations. And the wicked have the appearance of peace, but their souls are like a troubled sea that cannot find rest. And boy, is that ever so true nowadays. I tell you, there is a lot of crazy chaos that's going on, but, you know, I do find a an odd and unusual peace with what's going on because I know it's coming. 
you know, I think it'll be our, you know, with what's coming is going to be just fine. I'm just reading some of the, the, the comments here. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely need to get on board with the whole Linux thing. I know. So far behind the eight ball on this. Shame, Jason. Shame. Okay, again, for the sake of time, because of the nonsense that we were dealing with, we're going to quickly transition real quick into a quick break. I'm going to take a sip of water, and then we're going to get uh, right into the discussion for the KLC review. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. I was like a little slow in the draw here with my uh, volume control because, again, I'm just kind of operating on these little digital controls here that I have to use my mouse with. This is going to be the other great thing when I get this system, that uh, this, this soundboard that is coming in on Monday or Tuesday. You know, I'll have everything right there um, at my fingertips, you know, with, with the switches and the volumes, you know, um, slides, everything like that. I'm going to feel right at home with this because, you know, that's exactly um, – that's um, that's exactly. Hold on a second. I'm sorry, guys. My wife is like, she, it's funny. She's listening in right now, and she's like interrupting me with these temptations of a of a of a treat uh, from Culver's. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Yes, uh, chocolate scoop. She says you had a break. Yeah, you texted me right after the break was over. Uh, chocolate scoop or two. Yeah, I'm gonna be naughty. I'm gonna have a scoop of ice cream or two. Anyway, so. Yeah, I tell you what, this is this is the show of distractions. I mean, we should just call this Distraction Wednesday. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, but um, so if you haven't tuned into Kirk's Law Corner, first off, you can find him on Kirk'sLawCorner.com. He has a, a live that he does every Monday called Monday uh, Monday Night Law. I love it because it's like Monday Night Raw, right, for like WWF. But he calls it Monday Night Law. You can find him on Telegram, um, Kirk's Law Corner LLC, I believe is what it's called. You can also find him on Rumble. And if you want to subscribe and contribute to him on Patreon, he's got, I believe, three or four tiers over there. And every Wednesday he does a um, he does a workshop. If you subscribe to the tier three and four, don't quote me on that. You might have to go check that out. I'm not exactly sure how what that entails, but... You know, I like what he does. I love the fact that he talks about the letter of the law. He's been studying this stuff again since 1995. The guy's a former Marine. He knows exactly what's happening. And we're going to get into um, kind of some of the audio pieces, um, kind of just different clips from his show on Monday. But there are definitely things going on. And this is why I labeled the show. Are you paying attention? Because you should have, you know, a lot of people. You guys probably already know what's going on. If ever since Trump became the president of the corporate United States, okay, which technically is really the CEO, but ever since he became the president of the corporate United States, you should have seen a lot of things take place and you should have been very well aware that there is a lot of things 
happening. So let's just get right into the first sound clip here. This is about, mm, it's about three minutes long. Let's give this a quick listen to, and then we'll talk. For those of you not paying attention and making willy-nilly comments out there, all that does is show me that you really don't know what the heck's going on. But, you know, people want to talk about seeing action. Here's the actions that are being taken. Authorization for, for the use of military force. Um, armed forces against those responsible for trafficking fentanyl and fentanyl-related substance into the United States or carrying out other related activities that cause regional destabilization in the Western Hemisphere. That's uh, Dan Crenshaw, Michael Waltz of Florida, so Texas and Florida. And that's in the Committee on Foreign Affairs. So, looks like they're going to try to really crack down on the drug dealers, trafficking. There's some action. So, number seven, as you can see, some of these skip around probably because they they're in like a joint resolution or something. Uh, no taxpayer funding for abortion and abortion insurance full disclosure act. That's right. We're not supposed to be funding committing murder. Actions being taken. Strategic production response, protected America's strategic petroleum reserve from China Act. Uh, wait till you get down to this other one. This is great. Uh, protecting America's strategic petroleum reserve from China. Family small business taxpayer protection act. Federal Reserve Transparency Act. Hmm. How about this one? Fair Tax Act. Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Another one. Oh, what's this one? Prosecutors Need to Prosecute Act. When we report crimes, you are to prosecute them. Mm-hmm. Illegal Alien and ICS Alert Act, Border Safety and Security Act, Stop Human Trafficking in School Zones Act. Hmm, seems like they're going to be taking some serious actions. It gets better, folks. Keeping Texas school uh, construction costs down, Medicare Dental Vision and Hearing Benefit Act, Sharing Medicare's Promise Act, uh, Close the Medigap. Uh, Federal Law Enforcement Protection, David Dorn Act, Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act, Ironing a World War II Merchant Mariners Act. Hmm, what's going on there? The Merchant Mariners, the Merchant Marines, which is actually the civil power that was created in 1553. Mm-hmm. Remember, the military is subordinate to the civil power per the Constitution. That's right. The Merchant Marines have been around since 1553 is the civil power. Hmm, there's a good one. I'll have to look into that. That's uh, 2022, though. Uh, October 11, 2022, uh, Alex Mooney introduced House Resolution 9157, uh, the Gold Standard Restoration Act. Hmm, what's going on there? Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. The Gold Standard Restoration Act. What? What? So, I'm telling you guys, this is this is this is stuff. These are acts. These are bills that are being presented by Congress. Okay, 
Now, some of you might be like, yeah, but Jason, hold on a second. Time out on the play. Hold on. Hold on. I thought you said that, you know, we only need to be paying attention to the de jure government, which are the people, you know, we the people in assembly. Yes. But you got to remember, we still have a de facto corporate U.S. corporation that's still operating. Now, these people are the change of the old guard, changing of the guard for the corporation. All right. There's a lot of America first people in there. And when you hear and when you read some of these bills that they're putting out there, tell you what, these are this these are bills that you normally wouldn't otherwise see by any other Congress in the past. And like Destry was just saying right here, th- those are technically also just so ever, just to be clear, yeah. That's a very good point. I'm glad you put it. He brought it up. Those offices are actually technically our offices. Those are the offices that they are acting on our behalf. Because again, those offices were vacated by the de jure back in 1861. Okay. And they are acting. They are acting under the uh, Reconstruction Act of 1871. Okay. But now we have some America first people in there. Now, my suspicion is this. Now, I I have no facts to validate this or have receipts to show you this, but uh, we've all talked about the 21 requisitions that have been put forward by the Michigan General General Assembly, actually the National Assembly as a whole, but uh, by the assembly and the 21 requisitions that was put forward to the military. I, I have a sneaky suspicion that some of these people might very well possibly be acting on the uh, on some of these requisitions as part of some of these action items. It's just a guess. This is my guess. And see, and, and, and what Destry was saying, this is exactly why status correcting screws every, everyone out of participation. Because once you status correct, you are no longer eligible lawfully to participate in this process called the you know the republic of the united of these united states of america status correcting is going to screw you three just left right and sideways and twice on sunday i mean i'm telling you stay away from that crap and i beg to ask you guys anyone out there who thinks that's a good idea tell me just how how is status correcting gonna restore the republic tell me that because it's pretty much a self-serving act Huh? Just saying. But he was also talking about with some of these actions that Congress is trying to put through some of these bills, like, for example, the no tax for kill, no, not allowing our tax dollars going to killing babies, funding abortions. Tell me what Congress ever put that kind of bill across then, huh? Um, let me see. Let me, let's think, let's, let's go back and think about this for a second. Um, oh, there hasn't, not to my recollection anyways. Um, oh, the fair tax act. Hmm. I wonder what the fair tax act could do. Uh, I don't know. I know one thing for sure. Um, considering that with returning back to our de jure Republican form of government, 
we shouldn't be having any federal or state income taxes being swiped away from us every time we get paid. We shouldn't have to be paying property taxes. The Fair Tax Act basically taxes and funds the government based on how much money you spend on your consumer goods, on new consumer goods, like if you buy a new house or you buy a new car. Now, if you buy a used car or a used house, then you're not paying a tax on it because somebody already paid tax on that. So that same piece of property is not going to keep getting tax after tax after tax after tax and so on and so forth. You want a new remote control car or a drone to fly around or a four-wheeler? You get taxed, I don't know, 23 or 30%, right? But again, it's only on what you spend. By and large, you will keep your money. I'll pay a 30% sales tax on new things or 25%, whatever it is. 30 seems kind of quite high, but I'll pay a 25% sales tax if it means I get to keep my money. Because if you break down the math on that, and look, I don't spend a lot. Now, if you spend a lot and you buy a lot of toys, yeah, you're going to be funding, you're going to be paying a lot of tax. But see, like someone like me, I don't buy a lot of stuff. I don't buy a lot of toys. So I would be pocketing a ton of money. Not that money is really a big deal anyways. I mean, yeah, it pays the bills, but you, I would be able to save and sock away that much more and give more to those that are in need. Destry was saying 6% max, 4% to the state, 2% to the Fed level. So 6% max. Hmm, that's interesting. That's that's not bad. It is already set. For some reason, I was hearing something to the tune of like 23. I was hearing this from someone else, so I, I don't know where they got their information. But 6%, that's a lot better. Because again, government, we don't need huge government. And not only that, remember that it's not just the sales tax, but also tariffs on foreign goods that come over, all right? Making other countries pay their share of tax. I love the idea of the fair tax. Hell yeah. All right, next one. The IRS in the Fed is essentially already abolished. Give it a listen. So for those of you that... We're not paying attention. Trump already essentially abolished the Fed and the IRS when he moved them under the Department of Treasury, where all money is supposed to go through in and out, right? That's part of our Republican form of government. The Department of Treasury is the one that's supposed to control the money. Now, the Senate has holds the purse, yes, but all transactions, occurrences, and events must go through the Department of Treasury. And for those who are not aware, the Fed was a private organization, and it's all part of the International Monetary Fund and all that good stuff. So, same thing with the IRS, private organization. Now, for those of you who remember, in the House Oversight Committee hearing with Trey Gowdy there, Talking to that, the man from the Fed. And it was all smug, right? He's like, ah, oh, but you don't have anything to do with us. You have no control over us. We're not part of your government. Thanks for admitting that you're actually not part of our government. Because you don't belong here. Because you're foreign to our form of government and repugnant to our law. Should have never been lawful. Uh, created to begin with, it was unlawfully created to begin with. 
But Trump moved them, right? And Trey Gowdy said, well, we'll see about that. Now, I put that out live many years ago, that Trump moved the Federal Reserve and the IRS under the Department of Treasury, and he put the Secret Service in charge of oversight of the Department of Treasury. Okay, this is part of the powers belonging to the Commander-in-Chief, is you know, setting up provisional government or reorganizing, which is the executive order from March 13th, 2017, was a complete audit of the entire executive branch to consolidate, to abolish, to get rid of things that don't belong here. That already happened, folks, years ago. All this stuff that we're seeing now is just playing out it's it, it's a show for those like those that were making comments earlier that have no clue of what's been going on that it's been unlawfully created okay and people forget about the executive order 13818 that was December 20th 2017 Okay, that's the block in the property, those involved in serious human rights abuse and corruption worldwide. Let me make that very clear. Worldwide. Okay. What's up, brother? Diesel D's. Yeah, worldwide. Can you see the pattern of, uh, or I shouldn't say see the pattern, but can you see the clear path of where this, uh, where we could possibly get very close to this whole thousand years of peace? See that executive order one three eight one eight. Maybe somebody should actually go and look that up again. Executive order one three eight one eight. Take some time. Go go comb through that. Again, are you paying attention to what? was done while he was in office. See, a lot of people weren't. I'll be honest with you. Not that I'm, like, not honest any other time when I'm talking, but you know how it goes. We are all guilty of saying that stupid phrase. But I'll say this. I did not pay much attention to politics until about eh, Obama's second term. Because when I saw his first term, yeah, I like that better, to be clear. Let me be clear. I like that, Zero in Michigan. Yeah, thanks for that. I like that. That's probably why they pay you the big bucks, I think. But yeah, so to be clear, I have never paid much attention to politics till after Obama's first term was over because I was like, man, I'm like, this guy, mm-mm. Like, I was all for Obama. Believe it or not, it, you guys might be, like, wondering, like, what? Yeah, I was I was actually an Obama fan, believe it or not. When I was younger, I was quite liberal. Little do you guys realize. I don't think I've ever really admitted that. Not sure if you guys knew that. Don't I don't really like to admit that, but it's a fact. And so I didn't start really paying attention until Obama's second term because then I started getting kind of pissed of seeing what was going on. 
And then Trump came on the scene. I was like, whoa, I'm like, all right, who's this guy? Now, when Trump was running for office, I actually, believe it or not, I was, I was pulling for Ted Cruz, believe it or not. He, he was the one I was actually pulling for. I thought Trump was an ass. I was like, I don't want that guy. He seems like such a freaking, excuse my language. I'm going to say a bad word, guys. So if you got kids, earmuffs or turn it down for like five seconds. Three, two, one. But I was like, Trump's a dick. Why would I vote for this guy? No freaking way would I vote for this asshole. All right. Bad words are done. But then he got in office and I was like, oh, okay. I guess we got what we got. And don't get me wrong, when he when he primaried, I did I did um I did vote for him, just FYI, just to be clear. I did vote for Donald Trump in the primaries. But yeah, I was uh, I was quite the liberal little lefty. Now I had some conservative values, yes, because I didn't, you know, I didn't I wasn't really fully on board with like abortion or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, you better believe I was I, I had some you know liberal views, sure. But again, I also lived in a household and was raised by parents that, you know, didn't really talk politics. They weren't really rooted in Christ either. So it was kind of like one of those, you know, households that was just kind of willy nilly, you know, kind of like the lefties like to do, you know, just, yeah, we do what we please. <laughs> Patriot, Patriot Beagle's like shocked. He's like, wow, Jason, really? <laughs> And then Oscar says, hashtag DJ life. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what happens when you smoke a lot of pot and drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> I'm serious. And then Tara says, I'm glad you came to your senses. Me too, because I probably wouldn't have the wonderful wife that I have nowadays because she has always been a conservative uh, growing up and lived in a conservative household and just, you know, just... She grew up a lot better than I did, so I'm glad I came to my senses, too. In fact, it's probably because of her why I came more to my senses, to be quite honest with you. Really, seriously. All right. Now, here's the next piece. This is very interesting. Now, why would there be a treaty of peace drafted if, if, if we're not at a war? See, every time I say that we're at war... People just look at me like, you are the craziest dipstick I have ever met. It's probably no wonder why people don't talk to me. Because when I start talking this conversation, like what we're having here, oh, people withdraw. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. You must be listening to too much Alex Jones. Okay, okay. All right, well, let's see what let's see what Kirk has to say on the subject. Good to see you, brother. So the reality is, is a lot of this stuff's already been taken down. A lot of the stuff's already been dealt with and I could care less if you think otherwise because I've been paying attention I've been in tune with what's going on I've been kind of I don't know part of what's been going on okay so I kind of know a little bit about what's been going on because we've been working on it and then of course paying attention Reading proclamations, executive orders, and putting the piece of the puzzle together. Following what Trump's been saying. Looking at what's been going on with treaties of peace. How do you do a treaty of peace if we're not at war? Does that, does that make any sense? Does that make any logical sense? 
Let's put the pieces of the puzzle together. World War. World War. And this has been slowly and systematically being taken down. Period. That's right. That's exactly right. Did you hear him, though? Very interesting. See, Kirk, you know why I jumped on the bandwagon of Kirk? First off, he he proved himself. Not that he has to prove himself, but he proved himself very quickly when I started listening to him and and and, and Destry and Paul because you know they they have known Kirk for quite some time. In fact, to my knowledge, when they were out there um, doing some, you know conducting some business out there, I guess they changed brakes on uh, the, their pickup truck in his driveway. <laughs> but Kirk is such a smart man, and he knows his law. He knows this stuff inside and out. And the one thing that people need to realize, and this is probably why so many people do not like what he has to say, is because he reads it for the letter of the law. Like, he reads it as it is written. There's no such thing as interpretation like a DOT officer trying to read rules and, and statutes inside, you know, our, you know, our FMCSA, you know, rule and, you know, rule book. Because, you know, one rule can be interpreted 80 different ways by 80 different DOT officers. I'm not even kidding. But the law, there is no room for interpretation. What does it say? And so not only is Kirk very knowledgeable in law and, and the Constitution and everything going as far back as, gosh, several thousand years ago to current. I mean, this guy studies this stuff, but he is also part of what's going on. He is... In the background, he's one of those men among many that is one of the white hats. Now, I know there's people out there, poo-poo, oh, there's really nothing going on. There's probably something going on, but this whole idea of the white hats and the military is in control. Look, the military is the governing body at the moment, but they're not the ones that are going to come in in a white shining horse. We are the ones that have to do that. We, the people are the plan. We are the ones that have to step up and be those white hats. Yes, there are white hats in the background conducting things that need to be taken care of, and we're going to get further into that here in a second. But military is not going to come in and be like, ha-ha, we are here to save the day. That's not how that's going to work. Destry was just saying many in D.C. study and learn from Kirk in his research. And so we have to we have to <laughs> Chris in Michigan was saying I spent 12 years hauling that liquid gold the MSP MCOs are rotten MSP I'm assuming the Michigan State Police I think is what you were meaning I think and Oscar says trust the plan trust yourself and self-educate that's exactly it yeah, okay, Chris, was, Chris in Michigan was talking about the state police. Yeah, I believe, if I recall correctly, I believe the state police, the DOT and the state police, I believe once upon a time, Destry, correct me if I'm wrong, but did, weren't they, they, I think they fell underneath the United Nations umbrella, did they not? I believe so. While I wait for his response, let's get to the next piece here the um oh here's this is this is crazy did you know the world health organization has a constitution that the u.s was a part of 
Oh, that's what he was saying. The department, that's what, what it was. The, the Department of State Police swore an oath to Interpol. Huh. But yeah, did you know the World Health Organization has a constitution that the U.S. was a part of? Picking up what's being laid down here, folks. Oh, it gets better. Uh, to amend the Public Health Service Act to provide for cooperative governing individual health insurance coverage. For those of you talking about Medicare and Medicaid out there, there's a whole lot of good stuff in here. Okay, What's this one? WHO Withdrawal Act. Mm, I'm going to open this one in a new tab. So I don't want to lose this. So what is this about? To instruct the president to withdraw the United States from the what? Constitution of the World Health Organization and for other purposes? Huh. They got a constitution over there? See, again, actions are being taken to dismantle, to abolish, to get rid of, alter, reform, or abolish anything at any time we deem it necessary. Okay? This is going to get rid of the WHO, which is attached to the UN. To terminate the designation of the Islamic Republic of Pakistan as a major non-NATO ally and for other purposes. Uh, here's a good one. Stop imposing woke ideology abroad act. Social Security Fairness Act. Hmm. I wonder what's going to go on there. How about to repeal the National Voter Registration Act of 1993? Not sure what this buzz off act is. Let's 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 just take a look at that. Let's take a look at the buzz off. <laughs> Some of these might be a little funny, right? To prevent agencies from using unmanned aerial vehicles to conduct surveillance of United States citizens and for other Ooh. Nice. Nice. I like it. Buzz off. Okay. You don't get to use that crap to spy on the people. That's an unlawful search and seizure. I love that. The Buzz Off Act. Are you seeing, are you picking up what's being laid down here? See, Congress, the ones that are filling these seats right now until the de jure takes, you know, returns back to the original jurisdiction. I mean, you got to look at these, these bills that are being presented. Withdrawing from the who, the constitution of the who, with that, that's an act, that's a bill. Withdrawing the U.S. from the constitution of the World Health Organization. What in the hell, low fresh, were we doing involved in a foreign constitution? What were we doing being involved with that? And that buzz off act, that's excellent. Because again, that bill, hopefully if it, it gets passed, which I'm sure it will, would eliminate using aerial aircrafts from spying on us from way up in the sky. 
unlawful search and seizure. Because you know damn well they can probably listen to our conversations and take pictures of you picking your nose going down the road at 3 a.m. Guaranteed. They wouldn't be able to catch that anymore. But we're well past the corruption in being in control. Again, like I've said before, this was the change of guard. And look at what's going on. Okay, stuff that we've never seen before. Actions actually being taken by Congress. The new Congress. Save America's Valuable Energy Act. Uh, let's see. Accidental Firearms Transfer Reporting Act. Now, that's kind of an iffy one. I need to look into that one, but... Ending Common Core and Expanding School Choice Act. Mmm, getting rid of Common Core. There we go. Uh, let's see. How about to prohibit the use of federal funds to maintain or collect information that can be used to identify any individual to whom a COVID-19 vaccine is administered and for other purposes? Probably to, I don't know, shut it all down. Vaccine administered and for other purposes. So whatever the other purposes are. But again, actions are being taken. That's right. A lot of these actions and these bills that we're seeing that's being proposed and put forward help secure the border and stop drug trafficking and fentanyl being pushed in our nation to kill the Americans in this great country. Which, by the way, my aunt, we found out when we were in Florida, when we got the toxicology report, because like I said, she had died after doing a little teeny tiny bit of heroin before she went to work. And unfortunately, that little batch had fentanyl in it, and that was the same batch that killed her friend the night before. This is what they're trying to do because they know what's happening. They know they're losing control. So what are they trying to do? Trying to wreak havoc and create chaos with trying to kill as many people as they possibly can with these injections, with using fentanyl. Trying to create anxiety and fear so high that it causes people to kill themselves intentionally, not by accident. But this is the changing of the guard. And they understand that these positions, okay, these positions, I'm sure, have oversight somehow, some way. And I love that one bill. Bye-bye, Common Core. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen get instituted in a, in a, in a public school, a.k.a. indoctrination camp. But a lot of these bills are friendly to protecting and securing our border, getting rid of all the COVID-19 tyrannical nonsense, restoring law and order, protecting the sanctity of life, protecting our, uh, re restoring and protecting our right to privacy. Are you getting the gist of what the majority of these bills are? They're America first. 
helping restore the rights of we the people. A lot of things going on, and this is this is just what we can see that's going on within the House and the Senate here. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, arrests being made out there, indictments being unsealed, and you know, all all sorts of stuff going on that has been going on for a few years now, worldwide. But more more here in the homeland. Uh, basically started October over a year ago. So a year from this last October, uh, lots of indictments were being unsealed and um, the civil power militia has been running around making arrests. That's what's been going on. It's already been happening. Where is that one? Yeah. This stuff has already been taking place and happening. I think that's great. Here's something that I wanted to also read real quick. I got one more clip and then we'll we'll you know close this out here real quickly. But I thought this was interesting because now Obviously, you know, I'm all, you know, we're, I'm from Michigan here. I got an email, almost, you know, uh, one's from Whitmer Gilchrist, right? Our wonderful Gretchen Whitmer says, Jason, tonight I will be giving my state of the union address, or excuse me, state of the state address. And you can watch along using this link. I can't wait to share my vision for our state as we move towards our bright future and lay out my plans to lower costs, bring supply chains and manufacturing home to Michigan and ensure Michiganders have unparalleled economic opportunity and personal freedom. Because you're a dedicated supporter, which I'm not, I've never supported them. I want to give you a sneak peek into some of the many proposals I'm going to offer tonight. My plan to lower costs for Michiganders. My lowering Michigan cost plan, which by the way, MI is what, you know, what's written here and that's, you know, corporate. Okay. If you're going to be, you know, abbreviating Michigan, it's actually should be M lower, you know, capital M lowercase I C H right here. It's capital M capital I that's a corporate abbreviation, but my lowering Michigan cost plan would repeal the retirement tax, boost working families tax credit and deliver pre-K for all so every kid gets a great start. Repealing the retirement tax fund would save 500,000 households an average of $1,000 a year. And that money, for, that money can go towards prescriptions, groceries, gas, gifts, or stuff for grandkids. Boosting the working family's tax credit would deliver a combined refund of at least 3,000 to 700,000 working families. And this increase will directly benefit almost 1 million kids, 45% of the kids in Michigan. And then, of course, delivering pre-K for all would save families 10,000 a year. It would put uh, roughly about 110,000 four-year-olds in Michigan on a path to a brighter future. It's kind of weird how this is kind of, somebody didn't put their apostrophe in the right area. It's probably 11,000 because that's a lot of four-year-olds. 11,000 four-year-olds in Michigan on a path to a brighter future while helping their parents go back to work knowing their kids are safe and cared for. Oh yeah, and indoctrinated. Let's not forget that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is also not the real Gretchen Whitmer. She's been replaced like two years ago. You can clearly see it with facial recognition and different pictures. Look at pictures of her from like two, three, four years ago, and then look at her now. It ain't her. Last clip. The rule of law being proclaimed. Now, pay attention to this one. If you're going to pay attention to anything very closely, it's this one. Now, I'll give you a heads up. When Obama, back in 2013, was asking permission of the people in the assembly to invade Syria and put boots on the ground, if you listen to his speech, you'll hear him talk about the United States multiple times, but then he'll reference and say the United States of America. So he's talking about two different entities there. He's talking about two different parties, I should say. See, when he says the United States, he's talking about the corporation. Now, then when he talks about the United States of America, he's talking about the people in assembly. Now, listen to this and pay very close attention. We'll close, you know, we'll close it out with final comments and then a prayer. So this is uh, right out of the gate, December 8th, 2017. Of course, this is down the road, but from 2017. But this is the the rule of law being uh, proclaimed and uh, reinstituted. Now, notice it says by the President of the United States of America, not the United States. Okay. And uh, Human Rights Day, Bill of Rights Day, and Human Rights Week of 2017. Our great country was forged in the fires of revolution to overthrow the rule of a tyrant by a free people who understood the fundamental truth that liberty is best secured when the state's power is carefully limited. From the Declaration of Independence to the Constitution and through the Bill of Rights, our country and our people have always known the true God-given nature of liberty and the ability of law to safeguard it against the state. For 226 years, the final piece of this freedom-sustaining bulwark, the Bill of Rights, has formed the bedrock of the constitutional protections every American holds dear as their birthright. Okay? On Bill of Rights Day, we recognize the importance of the first ten amendments to our Constitution to protecting our liberty and freedom against the inevitable encroachment of government. Our founding fathers understood the threat of expansive, omnipresent omnipresent government. From the beginning of our republic, therefore they endeavored to enhance the Constitution with the Bill of Rights, a specific enumeration of fundamental rights, that would prevail even against a future government inclined to abuse the power it has over the lives of citizens. On June 8, 1780, James Madison, originally skeptical, skeptical of the need for a Bill of Rights, introduced in the Congress several amendments to the Constitution that would eventually form the Bill of Rights. During the ensuing debates, Madison told the Congress that because... All power is subject to abuse. It was worth taking steps to ensure that such abuse may be guarded against in a more secure manner. Many of the rights set forth in the amendments Madison introduced that day are quite familiar to us as Americans. Well, I don't think so. They're not. 
Most people haven't even read the Bill of Rights. That's right, they haven't. And that's one of the reasons why I'm committing um, going forward. Like I said, we just got done reading the uh, you, you know the United States Constitution. And going forward, um, you know, we'll let a few shows go by and then we'll pick up something else. I think the next thing I want to read actually maybe might be the Bill of Rights. And then, you know, the Declaration of Independence. And then this fundamental orders, you know, the fundamental orders of 1638 and the Magna Carta. We're going to start reading these things because people need to start realizing what's in these documents. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be tested or quizzed on it. Not, you know, we're not going to do that. But if you're not going to sit and take the time to read, which I get, we all have busy lives. But one thing that I do know a lot of us have are earbuds and a free platform called Podbean where you can listen to awesome voices on the air. I'm not sure if I qualify as one of those awesome voices, but my point is, is that if nothing else, I can at least read these documents on the air. So if you don't have time to read it yourself, you can at least hear it. And yes, and and I'm glad Rita brought this up. I did a 17 part series and yes, the, the 17 parts was actually legitimately a coincidence. That was not a planned thing. But if you go to the website, hishardline.com, or you can just type in 2000-25 and pond beans somewhere in the search bar, it'll pull up and it, they're, they're labeled part one, part two, part three. So you can listen to it in chronological order, but that 2000, that field training manual, 2000-25 is a manual that was put out by the war department in 1928 that describes how to build up a nation state from a democracy back to a republic. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm not the expert here. I'm not a scholar in any of this. I am learning on the fly as you all are. I just happen to have, you know, a way to be able to read the stuff and put it out there. And, but I, remember, I'm, I'm, re, I'm learning the same way you guys are. And so I find that it's easier for people to listen to these things, have a little bit of entertainment Right. And maybe a little laughter at my expense when, you know, his hard line shows 20 minutes late because, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, digital gremlins. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, my goal here is to not only create a little bit of entertainment and, you know, provide some good substantive, you know, material here regarding, you know, the Bible and what's going on with our assembly of states and, and read some founding documents, you know, my hope is to really give you some good solid information and bite sizes where it's easy for you guys to digest and easier for you to remember rather than me read like the entire uh, constitution in one show. Like you're not going to retain really much of anything if I read the whole thing in one sitting. That's why I broke it up in three, four days. And that's what I plan on doing going forward with a lot of these other documents. So um, that's, that's kind of what I strive to do here, really. And I, and I hope I, you know, I, you know, I'm successful with this. So with that all said, I want you to know that there is stuff definitely going on and it's very hard for me to believe otherwise because of everything that I've been seeing, everything that I've researched and read. And there's so much that I'm, I'm sure I'm missing here, but when it comes to my mind, obviously I'll put it out there, but I have found too much validation and receipts to believe otherwise. And, and, and make no mistake, 
anybody that status corrects, all right, and becomes a state national, remember the word national, state national, that is a made up term that you will not find anywhere else in founding documents or anything like that, except in the form of a U.S. code, which is a corporate made thing. Okay. That was created in 1887. That did not, that is not a common law thing. That is not a de jure government thing. That is not a thing. A national in general is not a thing. You are an American by birthright. And by status correcting, what you're saying is that if you're by you're you're changing your status from you know from a citizen. Well, if you were a citizen, that would mean that you took the immigrations and, and, and naturalization test to become a citizen to begin with. So, did you take that test in order to become a citizen? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of legal and lawful ramifications for a lot of these people that do the status correction stuff. People with prominent names too. Carrie Madej, Ann Vandersteel. Yeah, these people are going to learn the hard way. It's going to be a very, very sad reality for them. And I feel very bad for these people. I feel bad and I don't feel bad. I guess, let me be clear on that one. I, I feel bad, but I don't. Sorry, not sorry, right? But there's going to be a lot of Americans. Yeah, Rita said it best. There's going to be a lot of Americans that are going to fall for this. You know, somebody made the point, well, if there's 10 plus million people that did this status correction, I'm not buying, you know, what you're selling to me about the, you know, assembly of states. Really? Now, I can't claim that this idea or this thought, this point came from my own mind. This came from a listener who listens actually to both Bards FM and here. So I can't claim this thought to be my own, but she made a very valid point. How are you going to have 10 plus million people that you believe to be right because they status correct when millions of people took the vax? Maybe those same people who status correct are the ones that took the vax. And they're being deceived so easily. And then Destry was just saying, it's about time someone needs to renew a federal license after status correction. They will regret doing it. Yeah, it's going to really suck for them. Because now they're also not going to be able to participate in the lawful government of this republic, of these United States of America. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for allowing this platform, uh, for allowing this show to get rocking and rolling. It was about 23 minutes late, but that's okay. I was not going to give up. This is your show. Nobody's going to keep a good man down, and nobody's certainly going to keep you down, God, because you're the Heavenly Father. And so we thank you so very much for, for, for giving us this platform to put out this information, to help educate people, but most importantly, to get out your word to those who probably need it most. Father, we pray for good health and healing, especially those that are dealing with, you know, health issues. We we pray for healing of marriages that might be struggling. We evict Satan out of these marriages that he's trying to destroy. Father, we ask for intercessions and that the Holy Spirit works through each and every one of us to continue to 
share the light, sow those seeds so that you can water them and, and allow these seeds to grow into something miraculous. We invite your son, Jesus Christ, into our heart, not just today, but every day. Guide us, protect us, and help us get discernment with what's going on. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And before we leave, before we leave, I'm going to definitely have to post this video of me dancing to... All the pretty girls walk like this, this, like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this, uh -huh. this, this, whoop, whoop. this. Yeah, put your hands in the air if you're a pretty girl walking like this, this, this. Yeah, I'm a nut job. <laughs> Why do you guys come here and listen to me? Seriously, with my nonsense. <laughs> oh, Lord, I need some sleep. Anyways, guys, you guys are great. I will get my wife to send me that video. I'll post it on Telegram and, yes, True Social. Um, I'm warning you, though, it's pretty disturbing. It's very, very disturbing. Nancy says, I'm shaking my head over here. You should. I'm shaking my head at myself. I'm very ashamed of that video. I look like such a dad. So lame. My cool card got taken away so long ago. My man card, not so much, but my cool card got taken away. And now I tell stupid dad jokes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, guys. Remember. Here at His Heart Line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. There's a reason why we are those things. We don't negotiate with the enemy. Hold that line. Proclaim the glory of God. Share what he can do. He is the king, and Satan is not. Satan will not win. He's already lost. It's up to us to make sure that we not only hold that line, but that we don't cross that line ourselves through temptation. Okay? I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world, and we will be back here tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.
Don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.